Welcome to the Business Balance Podcast. I'm Emma Langton, Mindset Coach and Hypnotherapist, and each week I bring you conversations and coaching about getting the balance in business and in life. And we'll be talking about mindset, strategy, boundaries, balance, and a whole lot more so that you can create a brilliant business life and still enjoy time off. You can find me at www.emmalankton.com where you can join my newsletter or book a call with me to have a chat about how you can get this to work for you. Now today I want to talk to you about self-care. Now before you roll your eyes, which is, if I'm really honest, it is a little bit about what I do too when people go self-care. I roll my eyes because, you know, there's such a big misconception about self-care and lots and lots of people talk about self-care without really fully understanding what it is, in my opinion. So what exactly is self-care? Well, self-care is a necessary sort of human function that we all need in our lives just in this fast-paced world, we seem to forget to put ourselves first. You know, if we're not firing on all cylinders, if we're not functioning well, then our ability to be able to do the things that we need to do is going to be pretty poor. You know that saying, you cannot pour from an empty cup, so you need to fill up yourself first. So self-care is about actions that you take, things that you do in your life either on your own or with others, that help to protect, maintain, develop, improve your health, your well-being, your emotional and physical state. So, in other words, we just need to look after ourselves. But the thing is that we think that we're looking after ourselves by doing all the really basic stuff but we're really not making time to kind of nourish ourselves, to nurture ourselves, to give ourselves time to rest or time to replenish or time to enjoy. So we need to think about all of those things. It's about being fit. It's about being healthy. It's about looking after yourself. It's about being kind to yourself You know, you could pretty much just go back through all of the podcasts that I've done. (laughs) And I know it's easier said than done. You can't just flick a switch and click your fingers and get all these things in place. But it is sometimes about, you know, working on ourselves and within ourselves in order to help ourselves be able to feel better. It's so easy to just carry on doing all the things that need doing in our lives or we tell ourselves that we don't need it or that we don't deserve it or that it's self-indulgence or it's pointless or that it's selfish but self-care isn't selfish it's absolutely essential a car cannot keep driving forever without some kind of maintenance, without regular fuel top-ups. You know, when we're on an aeroplane and they're doing that, um, the air hostesses are doing that uh, instruction about how we need to function and how we need to be able to look after ourselves when in a particular emergency. You know, they're not just waving their arms about and doing a YMCA type dance. 
It's about the essential things that we need to know before we do everything else. So you put your own oxygen mask on you before you put it on your child. Because if you haven't got any oxygen, you're not going to be any help to anybody else, are you? But the thing is that with our expectations that we put on ourselves, we think we have to sort everybody else out and put everyone else first. So there's a big bit of this about just doing small things so that you can be the best that you can be. You know, when my kids came, having adopted them, we didn't realise just how much of a difficult time they'd had, just how unpleasant their early life was, okay? Because we weren't told, and that's that's how it is. But, you know, when they arrived, with dealing with everything, I've got a four and a five and a half year old just arrived in this house, you know, it's, and I had social workers go, well, every new family has a bit of turmoil and upset when a new baby arrives. And I would say to them, do you know what? When a baby arrives, you put it down, it stays there. (laughs) Four and a five and a half year old? No, they were all over the place, climbing the walls, you know, swinging off the lampshades, practically, it certainly felt like that. But I'd come from a busy, busy corporate job. I was high up there with the directors, running directors' offices, sorting out staff, going through changes, managing expectation. And I was kind of like, I thought I could do this. And maybe I could. But the thing was that the children were really struggling with this new life, this new place, and the impact on all of us then was massive. So I had to learn how to best live with this situation, how I could be the best that I could be so that I was available to support them, to help them, to negotiate, fight for all those needs that they had. That's what made me retrain in all of this stuff. But until then, I didn't think about self-care either. I didn't think, I didn't even really know about it. And I definitely didn't think it was necessary. You know, so if you are rolling your eyes at me, totally, I'm totally with you. I get that. I've been there. So it's about looking after yourself so that you're available for everything that you want to do in your life. And believe me, it's more than just a bloody scented candle, (laughs) which is a bit of a phrase that we use in our house, okay? Because now I'm totally passionate about self-care because I wouldn't be here today doing this podcast, doing the work that I'm doing, running the business that I'm doing, working one-to-one with individuals and going into companies if I hadn't taken the time to learn about it. So as I said, self-care is not just selfish. For me, in the, in the lifestyle that I had, but certainly when the kids first arrived, I needed to make sure I scheduled it into every single day. But definitely in every week. How frequently, how much and how frequently you do it very much depends on your life, your health, your circumstances. Because it is different for everybody. And let's be really, really clear on this. What works for me will not necessarily work for you. And the important thing is about taking some time to assess what works for you personally. 
because I don't know, I might have said this before on the podcast. I've got a friend who knows when she needs to go for a run. Talk to me about going for a run and my knees will scream at you, you know, and I will groan and roll my eyes at least. There's probably a little bit of swearing and a lot of sarcasm popping in there too. I just go run a bath. So it's definitely about finding that individual thing that works for you. Okay. But why is it that we talk about it now? Well, you know, as I say to people, in my in the therapy room that I work in now and then, I do a lot of work online with people as well, but in the and in and in corporate companies, I go in and do training and stuff. But in the therapy room that I hire, it's a beautiful um, old building and it's got this gorgeous fireplace, cast iron fireplace with all these, you know, fancy tiles around it. And what I say to people is that, you know, in in the olden days, when we didn't need talk about self-care and we didn't need self-care, life was much simpler then. There was much less going on. You know, people went to work and then went home and actually talked to each other. There was no mobile phones. There wasn't even television at one point. You know, they went home and they read the newspaper. They did that one thing. They read the newspaper. Reading, apparently, is incredibly good for um, reducing stress. Um, That's one of those other little snippets of information that I've picked up from somewhere. Um, There's been studies on it. But they read the newspaper. They'd sat and darned socks. They had conversations with each other. They sometimes just sat and stared into the flames of the coal fire. You know, and then people go to yoga classes and stare into the flame of a candle and pay to actually do that. Not that I'm calling it a problem, but it's about that recognition of how different things are. It's a really fast-paced world. How often do you say you're going to sit down and watch television but you've also got your phone in your hand and you're flicking through, you know, something on social media, you know, and the kids are asking you something or, you know, your husband's talking to you about something and you're watching telly as well. And you're probably thinking about stuff in your head. It was so fast-paced these days. That's why there's so much about mindfulness and just stopping and just being. And just allowing your thoughts to be there rather than ignoring them or pushing past them or being distracted by other things. That's why we need the self-care. If you want to go back to just um, switching on the wireless, <laughs> not even listening to me, listening to me on a podcast, listening to the, you know the radio, listening to all music, you know, all of these other things, tuning into YouTube and everything else. People just used to switch on the wireless for one particular show and actually sit and listen to it. They all sat round together and listened to it. Who the hell does that these days? I know. I'm not saying that was a bad thing. It was probably a really good thing. Our lives are not like that. This is why we need self-care. So what can we do? How can you find the things that work for you? Well... The thing is, it's about finding things that are going to lift your energy, you know, or replenish or help you to recover or just generally help you to feel in balance or even in control. When our energy is really low, it can be really hard to find the motivation to do some of the basic things that we need to do. 
So then we need to find times that we might just stop and that we might just rest for a bit, okay? So you might think about reading a book, listening to music, watching TV. I mean, sometimes some of the, you know, the mindless programs do give you a chance to stop and rest and recover as long as you do put down some of the other things that you're kind of multitasking and doing at the same time. The key, though, is not to wait until you're needing to sit and watch a whole bloody series of programmes, you know, so that you're doing a whole box set on Netflix or whatever. But it is allowing yourself to stop. One of the things that I used to say was when the kids were little, they came in from school and they needed to get reconnected with me. And so we just used to sit down with them and have a snack. Now, granted, you know, at primary school age, I'm talking, we sat down, we had a snack. I sat down with them, had a cuppa. So actually meant that I actually drank that entire cuppa. Instead of drinking it and sort of doing other things and coming back to it when it's cold and only half drunk. It, it can be something as simple as that. Then you're making the connections with the with the kids or the family members, even members of staff. You're drinking that cuppa while it's hot. So do you see some of those ideas? They're they're not expensive. You don't need to book an entire spa day. You don't need to have a, a weekend away in a fancy hotel. It's about small, easy things that you can put into your everyday life. So I said that, you know, I go and have a bath. I add Epsom salts to my bath because they're really, really good at helping us to release some of the like stressy chemicals. That And so we absorb the good stuff in through our skin and it helps us to de-stress with really fast results. You know, so if you can chuck a handful of Epsom salts into your bath and sit back for half an hour and you know, listen listen to calming music, have complete silence, lock the door, um, put on one of your favourite programmes, as long as it's your, your iPad or whatever's not going to fall in the bloody bath. Those are things that you can just do to give yourself that little bit of time out in some way. Take a walk. I, I'm always on about the walk with a dog, Charlie. Um, you know, but if you don't have a if you don't have a dog, um, take a walk around the block. Go with the kids to the park. Take the kids on a walk somewhere with a bit of nature. That's all really soothing and comforting. Getting yourself outside, noticing the things around you. Look at the leaves on the trees. I'm recording this in beginning of autumn. You know, the leaves are changing. the The light in the day is different. So go and notice things in nature. Learn a breathing technique. I know I'm always going on about this, but learn a breathing technique so you can just do really big, deep breaths in and long, slow breaths out and feel that breath going all the way down to your belly. You know, you might want to think about some of the ways that you nourish your body. So it might be just about drinking a bit more water. I know it's a bit boring really and I'm not talking about putting tonic water in your gin or vodka. <laughs> but it helps flush out the stressy to toxins in your body. You know, it helps your skin to be less dry. 
So then you kind of look better and you feel better about yourself. Think about your nutrition. What are you putting in? Having nourishing soups or smoothies or stir fries are really quick ways to get a good amount of healthy food into you. You might go for a little snooze or get a meditation off the internet on YouTube and whatever. Get some self-hypnosis. Um, I can send you a nice calming self-hypnosis if you want 20 minutes more of me in your ears. You know, that helps you to relax. Have a cuddle. Sometimes we're so going so fast we forget. You know, human interaction and touch is incredibly important. It releases the oxytocin, which is known as the love hormone, which is a really good one. Have a cuddle with your pet, your partner, your child. Maybe not a complete stranger that you pass in the street. Hey, I'm doing some self-care as I listen to this podcast. Here's a cuddle. That'd just be really weird, wouldn't it? Right, don't do that, please. We might get into trouble. (laughs) But have a cuddle with somebody somewhere, you know. Ask for help or just talk to a friend or a partner and just explain, you know, a little bit about how you're feeling. Do a little offload. You don't need to get into doom and gloom, but you can just share things. That Again, that human interaction and connection, it's so important. Think about the way that you treat yourself. You know, I've done that previous podcast about you know that our self-talk the way that we listen to ourselves the words that we are saying in our head is the self-talk what are we saying to ourselves and about ourselves sometimes we need to allow a bit of forgiveness for mistakes for wrong moves for you know things that have not gone quite as well as they might have done it's the fastest and easiest way to let go of negative emotions is to just forgive yourself and move on acceptance you know accept where you are and what's going on around you so that you're not constantly pushing against something that might not be right or that might not change I often say you know these are the cards that we are dealt with so then how can we play them how can we work with them and do them in the best possible way can you imagine how much doom and gloom and ranting and raging and 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 blame and Everything that I could have done about the state of those kids that came to me. The other reason that I got into this. But I didn't. You know, we did that love and acceptance. And we worked with what we got. And where we were. Which leads me to the next bit, okay? Boundaries and battles. Massive massive topics for me if you've been listening to this podcast you know I'm huge about this get your boundaries in order think about what's a priority for you you know think about where you need to draw the line think about go back and listen to that other episode we all need to have boundaries in our lives Our boundaries mean that we are respecting ourselves and then we are asking or even insisting that others respect them too. But sometimes, you know, they can get a bit wonky. We can maybe end up feeling resentment building up where somebody else is like putting upon us or having an expectation of us. So you may need to take a bit of time out to think about how you can reset those boundaries. And battles... 
You know, pick your battles. When we spend time in our lives, when we're constantly pushing and fighting and or setting an, you know, an expectation, or we're trying to make somebody do something else, then we're going to be so tired, so completely knackered. Pick your battles. Decide what, where it is that you want to put your energy. You know, I could have gone back to those social workers and pushed and pushed and pushed and fought and fought and fought for on the basis of they must do something, you know, they must provide the support. They should have told us that these kids had this, this and this. They should have done more assessments or whatever. And I did for a little bit. And then I realised I was kind of facing the wrong way. I was facing outwards and looking at blame and, and expecting social workers to come in and sort things. My kids weren't going to be, so I couldn't fix them. I could help them and I could support them. But they'd had significant events in their lives, just as, you know, maybe you have or somebody that you live with might have. Decide where you're going to put your energy about where it's going to have the best impact. And sometimes that might be about putting the energy into you because you are quite probably the rock in your family. You are quite probably the person that gets the stuff done. The person that people turn to. The person that makes things happen. So then maybe you need to think about putting that energy into you first. And then you build up your energy and your resources so that then you can give it out. As I said earlier, it's about your oxygen mask. Replenish you and then you can put your, the oxygen mask on somebody else or be there to be supportive to someone else. Do you see? Some of the other things that I do that are like, oh, give yourself permission. I talk about this an awful lot, about giving yourself permission Often, you know, people say, oh, you just needed to give me permission to do that, Emma. And you, God, you're damn right I did. You know, often we need to give ourselves permission for things, to do things, to be somewhere. You know, I don't know, spend a bit of money on yourself. Um, I buy my own flowers. I don't sit back and whinge and moan and wait for my husband to buy me flowers. I buy my own and then when I put them in that vase and I see them there every single day, it's not just the act of buying flowers, I see these flowers, I've given myself permission to buy them, I've given myself permission to spend the money on myself, okay, and then I put them in that vase and I see them every single day and I'm like, oh, they're nice, oh, aren't they lovely? Oh, I'm worth it. Oh, I deserve it. So sometimes it's about getting that kind of ah factor from things. Do you understand? It's not just about what you do. It's about how then long it lasts when those flowers sit there for a week, 10 days or however long. It's about the little treats as well. So getting your hair done. I get my nails painted. When I used to do videos a lot, that was often commented. I get my nails painted and people say often say to me, oh, your nails are always lovely. I give myself the time out that I schedule because I make the appointments. There's a whole little process in this, you see. So I'm giving myself the time out. I'm allowing myself the, the, the expense, if you like, the cost of it that I can spend on myself. I give myself the time out in my week well fortnightly every three weeks or something like that that I go 
I have a good chat with the, the nail technician who's absolutely lovely. And then when my nails are like flying across my keyboard or I'm, I, I talk my hands an awful lot. So I'm like, I'm always <laughs> waving my hands around an awful lot. So my nails are always flashing in front of my eyes. But, you know, and I look at them and I see them and that again gives me that kind of, ah, and reminds me of my, like the self-worth and, and the, the time and the care that I've given to myself for those nails to be done. I hope that's kind of making sense. If you're a guy listening to this, don't mean that you have to go and get your nails painted. People will be like, <laughs> my, my sarcastic bit of my pen will be like, oh my God, the guys that are listening to this will be like, I think Emma says I have to get my nails done. No, you don't. <laughs> but find something, you know, that works for you. Maybe you want to go and have a shave or one of those... Um, what do the women ones where they do the hot flannel and the flames on your ears and things like that? Give yourself permission to go and have that every now and then. I know I can paint my nails. You can, sh- you know, have a shave, guys. It's just that we can have that sort of treaty feel around it that then kind of lasts for a little bit. I hope that's kind of making sense in the way that you do it. Don't, oh, no, there's going to be loads of guys around now with the nails painted going, yeah. We know what podcast you listen to. <laughs> That's hilarious. Anyway, ha- laughter is another one. Find something that makes you laugh. You know, or have somebody that has a good belly laugh. It's really restorative. And it obviously increases all those feel-good chemicals. Even just smiling at somebody and saying hi and hello and somebody smiling back releases feel-good chemicals. I know I'm always on about Charlie, the dog, but, you know, people talk to you when you've got a dog. Don't go and steal one. Borrow somebody's. But, uh, you know, but people talk to you, they go, oh, hello, and they talk about the dog, and they stop, and they give, and they give the dog a little uh, rub around the ears, you know, and they go, oh, what's his name? Oh, he's lovely, isn't he? And things like that. People talk to you. I think people talk to you more when you've got little kids as well. Obviously, mine are 15 and 16 now, but so, you know, they don't like to be seen with me very much. People don't talk to them. They're dead grumpy. But they find things that, you know, the way that you can have these interactions and, and laughs and conversations with people. There are some people out there that do, um, I think it's called like laughter yoga, where you just go along and laugh. I've never actually been to a session, but they do sound really intriguing. I've talked a bit, I think about, you know, exercise. So you might go for a run. Obviously, I'll be in the bath. You might go to the gym. You might take a walk. It is that time out. It is that step back from yourself. It does relieve the feel-good chemicals. And they're all great things, but sometimes it is about um, that might need some bigger time, some bigger allocation in your week. You may need to um, schedule some time in your week and block it out. You know, yoga and Pilates are good exercise classes too. These types of classes might seem a bit slower, but they do work on a deeper level. And you might find that as you go through time, it changes. I used to hate yoga. I used to be much more into like weights and energy and things like that. Now I love yoga and I like the mix of things actually. But it's finding the things that help you. With all of these things that I've mentioned, there are some deeper, more scientific reasons and results about why they are good for you. So try not to be too sceptical about all of this. 
think the key important thing that I'm trying to get across to you is there's loads you can do. Some of it you might already be doing, but just not giving it the recognition. It's about finding things that you can fit into your day or your week. Just the other day, I was saying to somebody how easy it is to forget to do these things. So maybe write yourself a list so that you can choose different bits. Different ones each day, it doesn't have to be the same. But if you find the ones that are working well for you, then I'd really love to know about it. And you can see how you can incorporate it into your week and then drop me a message or an email and let me know. And then other than that, do hit subscribe. Share this podcast if you think it's helpful for somebody in your life that you think needs to know a little bit more about how to incorporate self-care when it's more than just a scented candle. (laughs) And then do leave me a review and I'll see you again on the next episode. Bye for now.